0: Jimmy, Jimmy Corain, Karane, Jimmy Corain's a nerd, Jimmy Corain's an improv nerd, Jimmy Corain's a nerd, oh Jimmy, Jimmy Corain. Jimmy, Jimmy
1: Everybody, this is Jimmy Corain, and you're listening to another episode of Improv Nerd, sponsored by the good people at Hotel Lincoln. The next time you find yourself here in the city of Chicago, and you're looking for a cool boutique hotel that's close to everything, right around the corner from Second City, across from the beautiful Lincoln Park Zoo, minutes to Chicago's Loop, it's the official hotel of Improv Nerd, the Hotel Lincoln. And a quick plug to my award-winning improv classes. The Art of Slow Comedy, where we teach you before you can be funny, you need to be real, and in effect, you become even funnier. I limit my classes no more than 12 people, so you get plenty of stage time and personal attention. My next class starts on June 2nd. For more information, you can go to jimmycorain.com. Also, if you're in Chicago in July, I am doing two Art of Slow Comedy intensives, one on July 6th and one on July 20th, and you can go to jimmycorain.com for more information on that. We've cooked up a great episode for you today. Uh, we haven't in a while really sat down with a long-form group. I know we had Baby Wants Candy and World News Tonight, but we haven't sat down and had like a Herald team. And this Herald team is legendary. If you haven't heard of The Reckoning, uh, they, they've they been around for, I, th- I think they say in this interview, 10 or 11, maybe even 12 years. And actually, some of them have moved to uh, Los Angeles, and a group is playing at iOS. And recently, four of the members who we had on the show, Charlie McCracken, Bo Goldwitzer, Jake Schneider, and Eddie pena sat down with us and talked about the history of the reckoning and what it's like to take a break, which they did, and then reform the, the, the four members here in Chicago, and uh, I just found it to be so interesting to talk about. Uh, you know, I, I I love to to push the jealousy, the the health, healthy competition, taking risks, uh, what they do with creative differences. We also found out that one of the members were dating they were dating for like two years, which I had never even uh, been aware of, so that all comes out in the interview it's it's it 's just what you 've come to expect from me i 'm kind of like the barbara walters aren 't i of of uh interviews with um with with improvisers which or or maybe i 'm the james lipton i don 't know it it doesn 't really matter uh when you 're hearing this episode i 'm pretty sure uh, you uh I have already celebrated my fiftieth birthday it it happened on May 5th. I will be 50 years old. And a lot of people are saying to me, Jimmy, what can I get you for your birthday? And um, you know I'm a giver. You know that I'm always giving uh, and never expecting anything in return. And that, that's probably the charm and, and what makes you attracted to me. But if you want to get me something, if, if you want to get me something small, there, there's there's two things. One is you can go to com and hit a, hit the donate button. Uh, and donate some money to this program. Uh, we don't get anything from it. Uh, uh, I mean, we get something from the donation, but right now we're not making anything on this on this program. I do it for the love. I, I do it to, to give back to the community. I do it, honestly, because I really love interviewing people. Uh, the second thing is my book, Improv Therapy, has come out this week. Uh, that's only three ninety nine, dollars and you can go to my website, JimmyCrane.com, and buy yourself a book and you know consider it my gift to you and it's only three ninety nine. dollars uh, and if you do e- either one of those things please email me at jimcorain at gmail.com and let me know because I would like to personally thank you and also I reached out to you guys a couple weeks ago and I told you how I was not enjoying myself uh improvising it became a chore it was like work which unfortunately is how I look at everything in my life and uh, I asked for some suggestions, and we've got, we got a lot of suggestions. And here's one I wanted to read to you to see if it helps you as much as it helped me. And it's from Kirsten Sheer, and she writes, If everyone in the cast is aware and cool with it, I like playing butt tag during an improv set. It's nothing gross or lascivious, I promise. But I don't approve of playing it if there's anyone on the team that isn't comfortable with it. The goal is to get as many innocuous good game style taps on another player's backside in during a set as possible and avoid getting tapped yourself while maintaining the integrity of the scene work as well. The ideal thing would be that the audience doesn't even notice. It keeps players on their toes and connected in a fun way during a set. I'm sure it's not original, she writes, but I don't remember learning it from anyone. I love that idea because it is so simple and it's so silly and and it's just goofy is what it is. And I'm going to tell you something before I go and do an improv show, I always go, I'm very serious. I'm like, what are we going to work on today? We're going to work on agreement. We're going to do characters. We're how about editing, but it's never something as silly and fun as that. So I want to thank Kirsten for that great idea. And hopefully you can, you can modify it and make it your own. Uh, so uh, here we go. You're going to really love this. This is The Reckoning. Uh, enjoy. Jimmy's a nerd,
0: he's a nerd. Oh, yeah. Jimmy's a nerd, he's a nerd. on with your
1: Jack? Snyder. Uh huh. Thank you guys for doing this. I really appreciate this. Yes, I'm really excited. Um, So let's start with you, Jake. Tell us about how the reckoning was first formed in a group back in 2002.
2: Uh, I think most of us were on uh, different Herald teams at Uh the time. And uh, Sharna put together... Sharna uh, Halperin. Sharna Halperin of I.O. Of of I.O., yeah. I.O. Chicago. (laughs) Clark and Addison uh, for the time being. (laughs) Uh, She put together uh, a team of people and uh, we happened to
3: be that team. (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> <laughs> did he leave anything out? Uh, myself and Brian Jack were added uh, a few months later. We weren't originally in the cast. So You weren't an
1: original member, Charlie. Right. Okay. Uh,
3: we went through one schedule, which is two months at IO <laughs> without us, and then Brian Jack and I were added on.
1: And Eddie, were were you guys a house team immediately?
3: No, not not really. We uh, and
4: this is uh, mm-hmm. we argue about this all the time. We didn't perform right away. So we weren't very good for a while. And uh, we weren't a house team
1: right away. So explain that to me, Eddie. You were a team, but you didn't perform at I.O.? What did you guys no,
4: we, do? We, we didn't have a show right away. It was like maybe like half the schedule went by before we had our first show. Um, and we would just rehearse a lot.
1: And that was something that I, I love about this, boat. You guys, there, there was like a commitment or there was something about... Um, rehearsing like you guys all made this commitment and you would re- rehearse a, s- a specific time each week can you tell us a little about the commitment you guys made as a as a group
5: yeah I mean I I was I think it was pretty normal at the beginning I mean it, you know for any herald team and I don't remember even the night of the week that we were rehearsing but uh, y- yeah I mean we we committed to doing that weekly rehearsal but then I think I don't remember exactly how long into it but we added a second rehearsal. You know, Shad Kunkel was our coach, mm-hmm. and so we rehearsed with him once a week. And then we asked TJ to um, coach us, you know, kind of as an auxiliary coach. And he ran a second rehearsal for us. So we, at some point, we started doing two rehearsals a week.
1: Why did the group Charlie decide to do two rehearsals?
5: I think we just
3: wanted as much time with each other as possible, and TJ was interested in working with us. Uh, so he sort of, uh, like Shad, when we worked with Shad, uh, was really about team building. So we did a lot of team building exercises, and that really like, formed the bonds that we have like, interpersonally. And then TJ added more of an artistic sense to it, that, that um, just above and beyond what Shad gave us. So we sort of uh, blended those two things together. So
1: give me an example of what kind of stuff that TJ gave you that was artistic.
3: Uh, well, the, the most memorable thing Not even uh, artistic But it was I remember once He made us all confess Like our deepest Darkest <laughs>
0: <laughs> Moments teacher. And
1: what did you Do you remember what you confessed?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no I don't I, I None of Does us Does anyone remember? <laughs> remember? <laughs> you all blanked so
5: weird I mean, I totally blanked out So much like, yeah. happy yeah. 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 But it was actually at our It was at the We rehearsed sometimes At an apartment that brian jack myself and joe burton shared mm-hmm. uh, over there in halstead and i remember that rehearsal too uh and then <laughs> afterwards we went out on like our back porch and you had like a view of downtown chicago like the skyline and <laughs> like, I, we all looked at the skyline for a while I, yeah th- th- that was a very memorable rehearsal for like those two reasons i guess yeah
3: I remember things now. Okay, like, uh, TJ would <laughs> TJ would do a lot of like um, exposing us to pulling inspiration from other sources. Like sometimes he would say, like I ripped out a bunch of pages from different books, novels, and stuff. Like read parts of these and then improvise off of those and he would find all kinds of different novel ways for us to to pull information from what
1: we were doing I'm so fascinated about this confession thing <laughs> I'm obsessed by it how do you think that it made you uh, Jake uh, uh, closer as an ensemble uh, well I guess with any
2: ensemble that shares some uh, maybe intimate uh, details or anything vulnerable that mm-hmm. creates some trust and uh I think we did that, <laughs> we were doing that twice a week, you know, over, I don't know how many years now, uh, and we did it twice a week for at least five years or so, so I think just getting into the practice and the habit of doing that uh, translates to that, that tiny little 30 minutes, 20 minutes that you have to entertain a group of strangers mm-hmm. to really pull together on that, uh, that intimacy and that trust that you practiced.
1: Was there any rules, Eddie, for the group? Like, you know, no sex amongst group members, or you know, stuff like that. No.
0: Okay. <laughs> did anyone
1: anyone hook up? Because you had, had a long-term <laughs>
5: relationship with. Yeah. Uh, with Jet, Jet and I dated for like four years. I didn't know that oh, yeah. in,
1: inside the group.
5: Uh, yes. When you were still sure <laughs> doing Okay. How
1: did you balance that, Bo? Because you, grow. You know, when I started out, they said yeah. don't date in a group. Yeah. So
5: w- I never We never heard that. I mean, you know. Well, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: started in the 20s. Yeah. We
0: yeah. actually,
1: you, we didn't have object work. We actually had the actual object.
0: <laughs> you know. uh,
1: How did you balance that? Because that had to be, at times, challenging.
0: Well,
5: um, it wasn't. I mean, I don't remember it being super-duper challenging, honestly. Like, uh, yeah. The balance was, like... I mean, I guess there's a little bit of a challenge of, like, one of you doesn't have a great show or not feeling good about it, (laughs) and, uh, you know, you were a part of that show, and so you want to take some, you know, responsibility for it or whatever and and help the other person, you know, uh, feel better about the show, I guess. But, um, yeah, it it wasn't, like, too much of a problem, I feel like. I don't don't feel like it, you know.
1: Did you ever um, give notes in your relationship, like,
5: I did. I, no, no, neither. I don't did remember you? either. No, okay. no, yeah.
1: What about you guys now that you're, you know, as a group? How do you handle Because that's such a sensitive thing. Notes. Do you give each other notes?
4: Not Speci- well, it's more about the show than actual individual performances. So if, if like the most okay, if Jake does something that makes me laugh, I'll tell him, hey, that move made me laugh, that character made me laugh. But most of our notes are, are just on the show itself.
1: Um, what about when you were starting out? After first of all, how, uh, how did you just decide not because you you shad you used TJ as a coach and then all of a sudden you didn't need a coach anymore, right? right. How how do you make that decision? Because that's such a.
3: We started to rehear- we were rehearsing Tuesday nights um, at like ten yeah uh, upstairs at IO in the theater and there was no show there it was dark in the in the in the Douglas Theater. Uh, and we rehearsed for a few times. That was our final rehearsal space. And I think we were alternating maybe between TJ and Shad at that point. But at some point, we decided just to open up the the house to an audience to come to watch us rehearse. And that turned into our Tuesday night show, which was... We had a, a Thursday night Herald show downstairs, and Tuesday nights became this experimental show. And I heard
1: weird shit happen. Lots of weird Can shit. Can you tell <coughs> me some of the weird shit that happened? Do you remember Bo, Eddie, Jake?
5: I mean, Jake? we... We did uh, we did stand up nights. We did uh, we did we started doing these like what we called covers. We we, we did um, the pilot episode of Twin Peaks. Jake put together <laughs> and, like Jake put together a kind of uh, mixed up version of What About Bob? The Bill Murray movie uh, that we did. Um, we did you know we took for a while we were taking forms from the audience that they would give to us. Uh, we did a lot of solo material. I mean it was you know we kind of did. The whole range of stuff.
1: And what did you... Because, you, you, I mean, that that was a really gift to, 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 to get that, to get to just, okay, we, we can just fuck around. Yeah. What did you guys learn from just trying different things?
4: It's okay to, to fail or to not be funny mm-hmm. or to have something go badly. You know, it's uh, kind of dust yourself off, you
5: know. Be able to regroup. Yeah, it gets you... You know, especially, like, the solo stuff, you know... Whatever I remember writing, you're writing, you have a deadline for the show that night that you have to write a piece for. So it gets you writing, gets you thinking kind of constantly during the week before the show about different, a character you might want to try out or a bit you might want to try out. It's just, yeah, it was just to have that opportunity to do it in front of a little audience of people was really. A and
1: so, really, you guys were accountable to each other, right? In, in a way where you were pushing each other by, by doing this.
3: Yeah, and I think sometimes there would always be, when we would challenge ourselves to write something original for the next week, there may be one or two people who were like, ah, I can't do it this week, I couldn't follow through, but we had enough other people doing it that we could support a whole show if somebody couldn't uh, produce something in that week. But it was really that deadline thing was really good made us be really productive. I remember
1: Jed Eveleth, who was who's part of the group, said something that uh, uh, Michael Patrick O'Brien, of course, P.O.B. in Chicago, uh, that... He, she didn't want to do stand-up one, one night, and he was he basically, it was either, I'm, now I'm blanking, it was either Jed or Holly, and he basically said, you know, why don't you do it, and supported her to get up and do stand-up. Mm-hmm. It, it, what was his influence on the group, my, uh, uh, Pat O'Brien? Because I always I thought mean, he, he was, was like kind of a leader. Well, it,
5: it, he was, uh, he had been on a uh, Herald team, what, Warden's Daughter for... I don't know, maybe even a year before, and, and before he got onto the reckoning, and he was put on as what was the, like a sit-in, right? Like mm-hmm. a, at first, there was some idea that maybe he would just be a temporary player. I think, mm-hmm. um, and so just by the fact that he had been around, I think just a little bit longer than all of us, yeah. I mean, he took, you know, there was maybe like a little bit of a leadership role that he took on from. The, very start, I would
3: say. He was also—he just never let any of us back, never let anybody back down from something that they started. Yeah. So if someone would would start even a bit in in the in the green room, like he would not let you <laughs> bow out of it until you finished it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. he just liked to push buttons and push envelopes and make yeah. everybody like accountable for what they started. But yeah. but he
1: did it in such a sweet way, don't you think? Oh, yeah, it, yeah, he yeah. wasn't like in your face about
4: it. No, right? he no. And it may have been awkward and <laughs> uncomfortable, but he held your hand through the whole yeah. thing at the end. He, was, you know,
3: like, he liked think, to get naked in front of people who came to the green yeah. room when we didn't want them. Yeah. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. He, would he would be butt naked. Changing his clothes. He would have underwear
4: in, in, in his backpack for that. Like yeah. whitey tighties, you know. Yeah. So it was like pretty he awkward. Would, yeah. Yeah. The bit was he'd have to change his underwear before he'd show. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. if there's somebody in there yeah. that we didn't like, he'd just start changing. So mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. even didn't like, but some poor yeah. intern
3: doing their job. Yeah. Just, to, just to fuck with them? Collecting drinks, yeah. You know, just to, to uh, be like, he'd just stand with his, just naked and put his leg up on a chair <laughs> and start talking to them and yeah. see if they'd stick around or if they'd leave. Are you serious?
0: Oh my God. How'd,
1: how'd you guys deal with that? You were just used to it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. pretended it was wow. normal. It was All right. Yeah. Yeah. And how did Holly and Jet, the, the two women in the group, deal with that? <laughs> They, they
5: liked sure. it. <laughs> I mean, we were pretty, yeah, I mean, we were pretty comfortable with yeah. each other from the very beginning, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, yeah. And The shows, you know, we hung out a lot together, and so, yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot that surprised or shocked us that other people in the group did, you know, pretty yeah. early on, so.
2: Yeah, and that that, thi- that thing you are talking about, like, when uh, we sort of went our own way without coaches, so to say, I think... I, I would credit uh, Michael with being a, uh, a part of, of what kept us together. And I think we still continue that today is, uh, is our notes. And uh, we, when we do get together and when do notes, sometimes they'll go longer than the show. Because yeah. uh, we're just having fun talking about what we just did together. And I feel like Mike was a, was a big part of that. He would always uh, kind of suggest we all mention one thing we liked uh, from the night.
1: You know, and I think the thing you're talking about too, Jake, to me it's so amazing that this group has stayed together for what? I mean... Twelve years. Twelve years. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would imagine down the road there has been creative differences. You, you couldn't not be together that long. You describe yourself as a family. How did you resolve creative differences?
4: Part of, the, part of that was knowing that we had another show either that Tuesday or that Thursday. <laughs> so it was kind of like, oh, I really don't want to do a bet, you know. But we have a show Thursday, so it's okay, you know. And it's not worth it. Like I, I, I can't stay mad at anyone, you know, in this group. Would
1: so Would so you I'm get mad at people? Occasionally. About what kind of stuff?
4: Mostly it was me just being tired or, <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or just,
0: just drunk, you know, tired. <laughs> <by> <laughs> And, and
1: just having a shorter fuse, really. I
4: mean, uh,
3: that was like, so nice. I love everyone, you, so it's mostly just me. Did
1: you get mad at people, Charlie?
3: I remember um, really, like, maybe one time, I remember we, uh, we brought everybody. My parents have a cabin up in the north woods of Wisconsin, and we all went up there for, uh, we were going to film a movie, we decided. <laughs> the
1: Reckoning was going to do a movie. Yeah. Uh,
3: and uh, I remember I had... Uh, sent out a bunch of, like, uh, character assignments for everybody. Like, I was way over producing it to tell everybody what I wanted them to work on to bring up there. And, uh, <laughs> nobody did any of it. <laughs> <laughs> but we got up there, we were trying to do it, and I remember once we were at some lake house dinner uh, some restaurant somewhere, and I think I yelled at Brian Jack's, like, <laughs> You didn't do what I told you to do. This whole thing's falling apart. This is just not a vacation. We're supposed to be working
5: up here. Brian's just trying to enjoy his, like, fried chicken dinner, basically. And then a half an hour later, it was all
3: over. Who cares?
1: Bo, did you ever get mad at anybody?
5: Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it's different with an improv group a little bit. You know, like... Maybe sort of what Eddie was alluding to. We're not like a band on tour where you're stuffed in a van between shows for like a nine hour drive between gigs or something. Like, you do a you know you hang out, have fun before the show. You do a half hour herald or whatever, and and then afterwards you do notes and some bits, and then you know whoever wants to stick around and drink, you know like so. I long answer like I don't remember like yeah I didn't I don't remember some you know getting too upset at people.
1: Jake ever get mad at anyone in the group?
5: Not that I can remember
2: specifically in an amusing anecdote. Okay.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, we would literally spend, we'd do a 40 minute show and then do two hours of notes and hang out. It was basically hanging out and drinking and having a good time. So it's really hard to, you know, for animosity to creep into that environment.
1: So, people that have not seen The Reckoning and people that are listening to this podcast, uh, people that are in the audience, what, how would you describe your style of play?
3: We're we're I think we're we're intensely physical with each other. At least we, we were at the beginning. Maybe we're more careful now that our bones are getting brittle. <laughs> but um, we were always very physical and very like aggressive uh, in terms of like attacking whatever first presents itself. So we were always very I don't know energetic about playing with each yeah. other.
1: So give me an example, Charlie, of the being aggressive and the first thing that appears that you're going to attack it.
3: Um, it's hard to think of an example in a show, but I remember for the first. Uh, maybe two years even that we were together maybe just the first year like every time I, I would maybe felt like I was more reserved at that time uh, I was, uh, and I was really overweight at the time too. But these guys would always, every time they saw me, they would start chanting my name, <laughs> and they would run and pick me up. Eight? If I ever contributed in any way to anything, they would cheer for me mm-hmm. and like lift me up off the ground and be happy for me. <laughs> This was during a show, <laughs> or just in the street. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, they were really supportive about anything that that we. So they do. were
1: lifting up a three hundred pound Charlie <laughs> right. in the middle of the street. Yeah. yeah. How how did you do that, you guys?
5: <laughs> we're all much younger than I yeah. Did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Now, so the group's been together. You guys decide, okay, we're going to come back and perform, right? Because in 2013, that was the farewell show, right?
3: Yeah, we never even really had a farewell show. We said we were going to take a brief hiatus, and then a year and a half or so went yeah. by, uh, and nobody ever really talked about it. We sort of just let it slide for a while. Mm-hmm.
1: So, how Eddie, how did you decide to get back... Together,
4: we we got together for drinks, and then we just started talking about you know the good old days Mm -hmm. and how much we miss it. And then Charlie and I met separately a few times, and um, just kind of wanted, just kind of missed it. We missed playing with each other, and and, um, it was mostly just egos.
1: What do you mean, just (laughs) egos? No,
4: uh, yeah, I'll elaborate. I didn't didn't like the way we just kind of like faded away. For a year and a half, and I felt like we had spent so much time a decade, you know, kind of uh, doing good work like having fun, interesting shows, and we just kind of stopped and that didn't sit well for me, I kind of felt like we're we, we, we can, there's no reason why we can not continue and be just as strong
1: Because, as you guys were sitting here planning to get back together, there was a group uh, part of the group had gone to Los Angeles right, Brad Morris, uh, Eric Honeycutt, uh Jet Now is out there, Holly's out there. So they were performing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, w- that was going on. And then you, you, you come back. And improvisers have a very short attention span now, or a very short you know cycle. It's like six months. So you get back. Do people remember who the reckoning was, this, this 10, 11 years of, of legacy? Or do you have to start over
5: when you go to I.O.?
0: I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, like the, audiences, really the <laughs> audiences
5: have been fine, you know. Uh, yeah. um, but what about you I guys?
1: Mean, do you feel yeah. like you're starting over? Or do you feel like you're t-
5: picking no, up where no. you... Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like we didn't see each other for that interim between the last show and, and now. So, um, yeah, no, it feels yeah. natural. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. You, I mean, you have people you have played with Years ago, and, yeah, and you get together, it's like old butter. Is yeah,
1: that a phrase? I don't know. old butter. <laughs> Is that, um, I was, that's probably bad. Oh. <laughs> you mean after you cut the mold off the cheese, it's still good, Jake? Yeah. yeah, right? yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, but
1: I, you know, um, you bring up a good point, Jake, because I think like for me, going back working with people that I haven't. Played with in in a long time. It's different. Like, is it different now for you guys? Like, we don't have anything to prove. Because I would imagine when I started out, it was like we got to prove. You know, we're trying new things. We're proving. How is it different now? As you're older, you don't have to prove stuff.
5: That's a great question. I I mean, you just want to have fun, right? Like when you get a little older, you just you don't want it to be a waste of your time. And this is a time where you look forward each week to seeing your friends. And you have this odd opportunity to, like, perform in front of a group of people with your friends, making up stuff. And so you wanted to... I mean, I still get nervous before shows, and if we don't have a great show, I, you know, I'm kind of, like, bummed out about it. So all that's still involved. <coughs> um, but the goal isn't, like, there's not... It's not career-oriented. It's simply, like, let's let's have as much fun as we can on stage. And so if you don't have as much fun as you can, then that's when you feel, like... Ah shoot! Like that felt like that feels like a little bit of a missed opportunity, you know.
1: Do yeah. you think that that makes you a better improviser, taking that pressure of, oh, Sharna's gonna when Saturday Night Live comes, if we do a good set, Sharna's gonna have me do the showcase, or I'm gonna go to L.A., or I'm going to New York. You're smiling, Charlie. What's so funny?
3: Well, we we were uh, one year we were invited uh, to have our own showcase for Lauren Michaels when he came. Uh, in addition to all the, the other like, monster like, uh, uh, Frankenstein groups that Sharna would put together to showcase for Lorne Michaels we had our own 10 minute slot and we did, we squandered it terribly by doing a what song was that that we we, came, oh, we it right was before like, we went out we choreographed a <laughs> uh, uh, like a dance to I'm the one that wants to be with yeah, you yeah <laughs> yeah that we how does hope. that go I, uh, I'm uh, the one who wants, wants to, to be yeah. with you yeah. Yeah. deep inside <laughs> it,
0: it, 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 it,
1: yeah, did I you have the parts down too? You were gonna say you remember. No, we
3: were just doing a lot of like heart pumping and kind of pointing at Lauren Michaels, and that ended up like literally half of our time. Yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah, because you only get like ten minutes, yeah, so we did yeah, five yeah. minutes of song and then five minutes of really frantic improv. Um, <laughs> and I didn't remember like they were holding the house because he hadn't shown up yet. No, you I'm, know, I'm
1: not there yet. No, it, well, and there was like one
5: seat in the very back left hand corner, and everybody's waiting. He he finally walks in. And we do this, like, yeah, I forget, What is the band? Uh, i trying to remember. Yeah. Is Mr. Mr. Big. Yeah, Mr. Big, yeah. Um. So, well, how'd
1: you guys feel about that?
3: It was, like, hilarious. At the time it was really, like, uh, unburdening to be like, we all decided, yeah. like, who cares about this? Let's do something that's fun and for us. Uh, and I think afterwards we we're like, oh. <laughs> 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 that ain't not a career decision. But it
0: was really fun at the
3: time. Yeah. But I remember Shad was there when we were rehearsing our choreography and going, you know, like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> 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 don't
0: do this. And we, we were. Of like, more, yeah. I, mean, you made fun I mean, it's of like
5: them. that yes and thing where it's yeah. like all of a sudden someone, like, the idea percolates out of nowhere. And you're like, uh, all right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're, we guess we're singing a Mr. Big tune. Uh, yeah. I
1: wonder if, that, if that's ever, you know, because uh, as you know, um, uh, Pat O'Brien is, you know, he's now on SNLE right? For us, I wonder if that has ever come up. Can you no. imagine the conversation <laughs> between I mean, him I mean, and Lauren I mean, Michael? Yeah. 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 that's I know.
3: why he had to change his name. Yeah. <laughs> why, did to, why
1: did he have to change his name? I think huh? there are that's his Pat name. That's, yeah. Oh, like his real
3: name. His first name is Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick is his middle name. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, I would imagine in a group there's also like uh, healthy competitiveness. Would you agree to that in the reckoning?
5: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, it just in, I think people during the tenure of the group were going off to do sketch shows, um, you know, uh, getting hired at Second City. So, it, so yeah, you want, you feel like, ah, I want to try that too. That seems like a good thing to do. It, it, it seemed like they're having fun doing that. So, I mean, the competition wasn't about, like, t- trying to top each other as much as, like, oh, well, that's a kind of cool move that that person's now doing. I didn't even consider that that might be something I want to try at some point, and I'm going to try that now, you know, so... There was
1: never, like, oh, I really should get Saturday Night Live.
5: Uh, you know, and I don't want to paint it like, look, yeah, people get jealous about stuff. I'm totally jealous. i yeah, totally, I'm 100% jealous. that happens definitely, but... Yeah, so I don't want to be, like, uh, Pollyanna-ish about it, but, um... Uh... You know, by the time I actually was in school when PAC got hired for SNL. You know, so people were making their individual <laughs> choices for themselves. They're, you know, going in their individual kind of on their individual paths. And I think we're all comfortable with that, you know, yeah. so.
1: You guys are comfortable, too? Yeah. Yeah,
5: absolutely. Yeah. I also think we had, we sort
3: of had a group uh, and maybe a generational agreement that, like, ambition was gross, <laughs> so we were, like, none of us were in competition where, like, yeah. if someone would get something, like when uh, Pat or Brad or Holly or anybody got main stage, that, oh, I should have gotten that. Instead, yeah. like, I should have beaten them. I no. should have worked harder and, and gotten there before them. It was, like, good for them. I yeah. should work harder on myself, I guess. Because yeah.
1: Yeah. So
5: we all was, saw all like, the hard work <clears throat> people were doing to get stuff. You know, yeah. it wasn't like it seemed anything seemed unearned over, you know, yeah. Yeah. so.
1: Well, Pat has some of the most incredible work ethic I've ever seen you know yeah. did that spill out into the group
5: yeah yeah I mean I was, I was roommates with him you know Jake was too and so we saw him working you know there was the, the sketch show he did with Pete Gross the sketch show he did with his sister which was for a while ran on like Friday nights called This Day in History I mean he was writing sketch constantly and what you had to decide was, like, is Sketch my thing or is some, you know, I remember thinking, like, is that my thing or is something else my thing? You find out you're inspired to work that hard at whatever your thing is, you know. And, yeah, he worked hard, and I yeah. think that was inspiring. But, you know, other, everybody, like I said, was, from the very beginning, felt like people were involved with a lot of stuff, you know.
1: So what what, what is your thing, Bo? What have you figured out your thing is?
5: Um... Well, I you know, I went to school, uh, like, uh, writing, you know, I've been writing some short fiction now for, like, the last, you know, while I went to school for that, and that's kind of my dual artistic focus next to improv, I, I feel mm-hmm. like, so, yeah, I mean, I guess that would be my thing. Have you and read his stuff? No, I haven't. Yeah. Really good? Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. What's your, th- <laughs> what, what do you think your thing is,
3: Jake? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. And Charlie? Um, I've just in the last year, I've, uh, I've written my first play, which I'm really excited. It's going to mm-hmm. uh, open at the Annoyance Theater when that opens down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a musical comedy about Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jim Jones, <laughs> the, the cult the leader. The cult leader, absolutely. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. Like, uh, that was really uh, fun for me to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Eddie?
3: I, I have no idea. I'm a work in progress. Uh, but I, have <laughs> I have two little girls, and they take up
4: 99.9% of my time.
1: Because, you know, I think, like, being in a group, you know, you hear this all the time with improvisers. It's like, oh, I found my voice. I was with The Reckoning, and I found my voice. Or I was with Jazz Freddie and I found my voice. How do you, like, hold on to your individual voice when you're inside a group?
4: A lot of it depends on the dynamics within the group. You know, I always felt like we all each had a lot of um, individual freedom that was supported by the rest of the group. Um... I always felt safe to try stuff or uh, to make a weird move uh, within a scene, and to, to know that it's going to be supported in some unique way. So you really you kind of have to cultivate uh, an environment where everyone is
3: kind of safe. And interested <coughs> in hearing everybody's voices. Yeah, yeah. And we were fortunate to be in a group where we were all interested in, in hearing those individual voices from everybody uh, at any given time, and like, I cherish those. And things. how does it
1: that, th- that just happens on stage? Yeah,
3: yeah. And like we might we, uh, and we're happy to like uh, if Jake's running point at any given point in the show, like we'll all adopt his point of view or Bo's point of view or anybody else's voice that's going on and be happy like, explain that for a while.
1: Okay, so now you've got a real challenge because you've got to improvise with me because we're going to improvise now. So what would you suggest me improvising with you guys? Because um, the last time we did a group, I think it was Cook County. And they were just like those guys are so quick and so fast and whatever. I, it was like I was afraid to stick my foot out because it was like a runaway freight train, you know. <laughs> so how can I blend in to to or with 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 the reckoning and not get lost and still hold on to my voice?
5: Embrace the weird. Okay, <laughs> that's exactly what I was yeah. thinking. And yeah, what I is mean, that?
1: What is? Give me a tip to embrace the weird. Besides well, not judging just, it.
5: Yeah, yeah not yeah. judging and being willing to follow that whatever that. Thing that pops up that you none of us were planning on seeing, whatever it is, following it to its you know beautiful or ugly conclusion. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah.
3: I always say that the, that your understanding of what's going on is not a prerequisite for your participation. So I don't have
1: to understand what's going on. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. No, just that assume, that they assume they we don't either. Them. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Clarified. Okay, so we're going to take a suggestion. And what do you guys usually take as a first a, or ask for when you take a Anything. suggestion? Okay. Can we have anything as a suggestion?
5: Rainbow.
1: Okay, rainbow. So the group here is rainbow, and how does the group process rainbow?
5: Well, we were not gonna. We're
0: we <laughs> are we, are we we, talk we, it out first. We already, well, we usually <laughs> sometimes we talk it out. But if we yeah. don't
1: want to, if you guys don't want to talk it out, just to know, like.
5: Oh yeah.
1: So. To understand your process a little. Yeah. If we if if, if that's going to inhibit your process, we don't need well, to talk, no, about, it. talk, we'll talk about, about it. Talk about
2: it later. I don't, I'll, I'll, I, whenever I hear a, this, is just me. You mm-hmm. know, I'll bring a memory I'll, if that reminds me of something. I'll, what memory I'll comes to your kick mind, Jake? Out, uh, Rainbow. Uh, uh, I remember uh, dressing up like a, a leprechaun in third
1: grade. Okay. Yeah. And so, <laughs> what will that lead <laughs> to if in, a, in a, if if you had to bring something into a scene? Uh, I might say, uh, Mom, do we
2: have any carpet? I need to make some uh, mutton chops for my leprechaun.
5: (laughs) Great. (laughs) Bo, when you
1: hear rainbow,
5: Oh, you know, I'm not super sophisticated, so I'd probably go on stage and be like, "Oh man, look at that rainbow!" I
0: don't
5: know. <laughs> uh, you know, I remember P- Peter Gwynn like teaching us to go like the next step beyond, but I, you know, ten years later, I'm still not there. Probably
1: Charlie
3: Rainbow.
5: Uh, I would probably go to a window and put my hand
3: on it and look out <laughs> at the distance
5: and say like. Storm to let <laughs> that's exactly right. That's, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> Eddie? Uh,
4: yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we did have a, uh, a workshop about 10 years with Pete
1: Quinn. A rainbow workshop? <laughs> <laughs> Just on rainbow. Every scenario. Go, right, like
4: if that. you get
1: rainbow, that's what you do. So you yep. kind of
4: reach out and maybe select the second or third thing that comes to mind.
1: Okay, so this is interesting because when I started, Dell always said, go to the third choice. So can you explain to people ab- about this, go to the next next choice? Well,
4: it's almost like word associations. So if I hear rainbow, my first instinct is colors, kids, candy. So uh, if I hear rainbow, I'm going to open up a bag of Skittles and I'll probably join Charlie. <laughs> At the window?
1: I'll join Charlie. You'll give so yourself some o- some
3: uh, an object work. Yeah, I tend to go physical. Okay. And if you can get him to open up a yogurt or blow a balloon <laughs> <laughs> during this, master of object work.
1: Okay, let's go. We're gonna we're just gonna do some scenes and, and great, have great. some fun. All great. Right. Awesome. Couldn't I could smell the cigarette. You can. It's all right. Oh,
2: oh! I love it. I love no, it. No, 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 no! I. You're cool with it. I'm perfect. Currently... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Baby's
0: awake. <laughs> <laughs> Colleen. Colleen. All to... right.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I, I tried to come down here and tell you I could smell the cigarette. yeah I don't know, was that
4: a cigarette? I don't know.
2: Coming. Yeah. See, gee, I don't mind.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, it's uh, okay. It's okay. Babies and smoke really don't mix. I, I understand. I did, It was just one because I was just I was just nervous and and it's a hard time. I understand.
1: Okay. Well, do no, no I'm okay. just, I, I told you. I, okay, I lied to you. I've been smoking for the last five days. That's it. Once, it, just one cigarette.
4: The fact that you smoke is uh, that's your business. But I, there's a child.
1: I know. I know. There's I know. a baby in the house. I know. That's why I taped up all the uh, the vents. There's no way smoke can get up there. Okay, I'll turn off the furnace before it explodes. <laughs> all right, it's not funny. Uh, Look, let me just, let me hold Nathan, please. Oh, color. Here, here. No, don't just give me the head part. I want the whole thing. Do you know how to hold a baby? Oh my God, I, I can't don't believe know. this is happening right now. Yes, I know how to hold a baby. It's not a sexist question or anything.
0: <laughs> okay, <here. laughs>
4: Sorry. I'm gonna make waffles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who's in?
2: I'll have a waffle. Just one?
0: I'll
2: have two. Two. <laughs> two. One.
0: <laughs>
2: Why didn't you stick
1: up for me? Why didn't you lie for me? I, I came down here to warn you, politely. Well, that wasn't much of a warning. You came down and you said, I smell smoke and it doesn't bother you. And then you saw her come. Yeah, was, it was a little passive-aggressive, but
0: still. <laughs> <laughs> your
5: stomach hurt?
3: Yeah, Dad, I can't sleep. My stomach hurts.
5: You want to hang out with your old man? I can't sleep either. And did your stomach hurt too? No, I just can't sleep. Because of memories. (laughs) Do you
3: think I got memories in my tummy?
5: Did you eat something? Was it the Denny's? I
3: don't know. It's hard as a rock.
5: That's not good. Can I feel it? What are your memories, Dad? I don't want to talk about them. Why not? They're stupid.
3: Memories aren't stupid, they're the stuff that makes you who you are.
5: You're a smart little kid. I know. (laughs) You're smarter than I am already, honestly. Uh, I was just thinking about... I was thinking about my dad, actually. Grandpa? Yeah. You remember him at all?
3: Not really. I remember one time I got a fishing lure through my finger and he took it out, but real hard.
5: (laughs) You're always getting in situations.
3: (laughs) I'm a kid.
5: (laughs) It's good to be what you are, kid. (laughs) <laughs> we need to get you to a hospital. Huh? <laughs> I think so. I don't want to make this
3: all about me. You seem like you're going through something. No.
5: <laughs> hey, thanks. Yeah, if we could talk about my memories for a little while longer. Seems like yeah. you're going through something, son. Yeah, yeah, I am, I am. Yeah, sixteen now. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'd love to take the car out. You know. <laughs> I'd like to take the car out too. You can, Dad. I mean, take the car out. Oh, your mother'd get mad at me. You just gotta do stuff occasionally, okay? That's easy for you to say you're not married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, someday, I guess. I hope so. You're not gay, are you? <laughs> no? <laughs> Jeez.
1: No. My mother I mean, and I are worried about you. About <laughs> what? You being
5: gay. <laughs> what? No, I'm not gay. I experimented a couple times, but that's not a big deal. It- Experimented. Oh. 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 I thought you knew about that. No, I, your mother and I were just
1: talking. We were. Uh, no, we had no facts. No, nothing. No.
5: <laughs> well, this is weird. Uh. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I, I've done a couple things, but I. Just to see what I felt but I'm not gay. Oh. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I'll see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I see, I see, I told, I told you. you, I know. I told you,
0: yeah.
4: You got a problem? Uh, no, oh, cool. All right, man, You're just standing.
1: Yeah. See, I know.
0: See?
4: Yeah, I saw it. Like, excuse me. Excuse what? us. What's that? Um, you <laughs> saw you put a card in your pocket right <laughs> here. Yeah. Right here. The, okay. The decimal system. Yeah, <laughs> is vital this library. I'm yeah. going to go find this book. Okay. Oh. Well, that's when we have this scratched piece of paper yeah. and this tiny pencil. pencil. I'm not golfing.
1: <laughs> and that's garbage. <laughs> what you just did was steal. You're stealing
3: information. I'm, I'm going to put it back when I find the book. How stores. could you possibly know where it goes? Yeah. Hmm? How? How, How can you tell? Order. you have a photograph in right. I don't in think order. so. Fine. I'm going to use it as a bookmark then. You know, the that bookmark is right over there. See, that's what this is for right here. This is an aggressive library. <laughs> Good job. Did you get rid of any witnesses?
0: I did. And uh,
4: <laughs> Excuse me, there's no eating in the library.
0: <laughs>
1: I saw him eat paper. I saw it too. Was it a bookmark or was it a scratch bag? Yeah, because we need to know. Because we have to inventory it. I'm sorry. Um, you swallowed it now? I swallowed it? If I did, that's none of your business. <laughs> yes, it is. It if is. it happened in this library.
3: It. Sorry, this, this is one? a
4: very <laughs> aggressive library. I yeah. Yeah. You may very well
0: be my best courier. Yeah. Did you get rid of any witnesses? <laughs> <Not yet. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> There's a time limit
4: on the microfiche. Yes.
3: Oh, is there? Could yes. you help me with the? Uh, I think the the fish is stuck.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it is stuck. Excuse me. Thank
3: you. Hope we have your Please stand, you. Please, stand Please stand back. Please you stand back. Please back. stand. Do you have enough room? I want to I do force his head into it.
0: <laughs> that it
1: would was not a, be appreciated. Yeah, I'm, violence is not allowed here. Yes. So I'm that, sorry. That's
4: overly aggressive.
0: <laughs>
3: I didn't do it. You I thought was, it. It was in your heart. I see it. Yes, I have the intent to do it. If I intend to murder somebody, that's not crime. I think it is. No, it's <laughs> not. I have to attempt it. I wasn't allowed to attempt. Attempt?
5: <laughs> Just
4: planning it, I think, is illegal. Uh...
5: Conspiracy. So they got you. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm your lawyer, your court appointed lawyer, and I'm here to defend you. I, I need to know what happened, all right? You need to be completely honest with me. Did you intend to murder that guy? I and yes, I admitted it. Well, that's a crime. Uh, it's not a crime. You're a oh, you guy. know the law better yes, than I, I do. do. I went to law school. Did you? No. Well, so there. <laughs> I guess I won that argument. Won me argument win. You none oh, argument wins.
0: <laughs> uh, I can't wait God. to
5: get in front of that judge. Let's go. Let's go to trial. Order in the court. <laughs> All right. Do I get to talk? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, okay. So that guy's my client. I don't know why he's standing over there. Like, Get over here. here. And who is that guy? It's the
4: bailiff, rusty. And I think this guy is,
5: is the attorney I'm arguing against. And I'm pretty confident about my case. So, are you
0: really the stenographer? You told me to sit here. Oh, right. you're doing a great job.
5: Your Honor, my client has informed me that he intended to murder someone.
2: Guilty. (laughs) Uh, Congratulations on winning the
5: case.
0: Thank you.
5: (laughs) Did you kill all the
0: witnesses? I
3: have a chance to kill the witnesses, but I have a plan in place. Like a giant Rube Goldberg machine. And your decks are sealed already. I'm starting to think you're not the man for a job. Oh, really? I'm adding you
2: to list. What what list you haven't killed anybody? Yeah, it will.
3: It will. <laughs> I, had, I have a. I, I have a. Scares a chicken into laying an egg. The, the egg rolls down a ramp onto a bellows. The bellows blows up a balloon. Scares another chicken into
1: laying
0: another ramp. Egg. <laughs> egg, egg rolls down another ramp onto the lacquer of a deity. A deity. I need to see your passport,
1: please. Yes. Oh, if you want to get into America, I need to see oh, passport. Sure, sure,
4: sure, sure. There,
1: there you go. All right, there. Your if name? That's me, Yagush. Yep. What's your name?
3: Yep, Yagush. Oh, we yes. call it in American accent. It's Yagush. All right, there.
1: Uh, if you could lift uh, the uh, the pant leg up, I see if there is any weapon. Oh, sure. We'll let you yeah, in. Yeah, right. Yep. Great. Nothing there. Nothing oh, there. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> great, great.
3: great. Yes. I, oh, I'm going to, uh, uh, my uh, hands are deadly weapons. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke I saw.
1: Oh, it is funny. Yeah. All right, sit down in that chair. Oh, all right. You're in a lot of trouble. Oh, no. I... Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: yes, his what? hands are deadly weapons.
4: Oh, thank you for telling me. Yes.
0: I'd like to go into America
1: now. Do <laughs> that, <laughs> Please. Please. You right now are being uh, quarantined. All right. Oh my God! Please. (laughs) Can (laughs) I see your passport? There it is. Right. Stamp it here. Thank you. Great. Go right into America.
3: Check check his ankles. (laughs)
1: There's
4: nothing wrong with my ankles. There's nothing wrong with his ankles. Although
1: my back is a little. Are you a doctor? Yes, I am a doctor. Yes. (laughs) My back's a little itchy. All right. Uh, It's probably uh, dried skin. Here, I'll give you a prescription. or it, uh, It's over-the-counter medication. <laughs> Very much. Wait, wait, hold. Hold it a second.
3: No, oh, I dropped a thing. <laughs> what did you drop? Oh, nothing. It
4: was
1: just
3: a little
1: dust. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> I cannot let you in America. What's... Because your hands are weapons. It's like when you go into a line, you say, uh, I've got the bomb in my bag. It's the same thing.
3: I know, more like a metaphor. Excuse me, I love something in Canada. Can I run out sure. of it? Sure. Three-point stance, like football. That's what, I was
0: what do you think? So wow. You
5: wanted me to come in and test whether this guy's hands are deadly yes, weapons. I'm yes. the guy that tests that, okay? Uh-huh. So... I guess we're going to go at it He's a, a while. federal Asian. <laughs> federal Asian, all right? I've run into people like you before, and let me say, I'm many and zero. So, never lost. Oh, you understand? Yeah, I guess so. I lost track of the times I won. That was your scorecard. I yeah! Many and zero. All right, let's do this. Go. One, two, three, go.
0: Oh, good. You're good. You're good. You're really good. God, you, you want to stay for this.
4: the showers. No, no, we're showering.
0: Girls, get out of the get showers. Of, no. We're
3: trying to
5: shower and clean ourselves.
3: Get out of the showers.
0: <laughs> mother-
3: hey, get out of the
4: showers, please. We're twins. We do everything together. We're too old to
2: be showering. Enough. Oh,
4: you guys. I'm going to flush this toilet. <laughs> Dad,
3: don't make us feel ashamed of ourselves. You're too old. You're 27 years old. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes you 54. <laughs> we're not going to get pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Not at this rate.
0: <laughs> what are you saying,
2: Mom? Your, your father and I want you to get out of the house and be normal. Get out of the house. Get, hand me a towel. Oh, so now you have what? modesty.
5: No, I'm wet. You, <laughs> here.
3: What do you have in there?
5: What are you, we're taking a shower.
2: Yeah, but well, what, what is that? What's that? It's a, of... it's a bottle
3: of... It's a bottle of... And that's another bottle That's another bottle of... We're drinking vodka!
0: Oh my what? god! Yeah. All right.
5: just We're please trying get... to have fun. We're grown-ups. Yeah. <laughs> We're way old enough to drink. <laughs> it's 8.30 in the morning. Get out. Get out. What you You just want us to, like, get with a man, get impregnated, like a cow or something, give you babies. Give Is that a... what you're about? Yes. Yeah. Yes? yes. Yeah. us
2: cow babies. I am.
3: Okay. Make your parents happy. Sorry, didn't give birth much. to the generation that you wanted. Yeah. Because oh, we're not right. like that. We go our own way. Stop it. Yeah, we're not Just here to perfect it. what you did wrong. We're here to do our own stuff. We have to, we're not gonna make the same mistake that
5: you guys did. Because okay. you guys aren't happy, by the way. Oh, oh, oh. We made a mistake. Happy. We're happy. We made a mistake. You don't get along. Nah. You constantly fight. Like, physically wrestle and so forth, you know? Yeah. It's good for the circulation.
4: I don't, I don't like it. Survival skills, all right? I don't like it. So, you know, I don't, I don't like being hit. Oh. <laughs> this is... We're having we're here, this. Well, no, I just said as a side note. You will put a pin in it.
0: <laughs> but can I think the
4: physical abuse is gotten out of hand. <laughs>
0: well,
4: All right, well, girls, well, can, uh, open up <laughs> that can of worms. <laughs> so, well, back I want to show you the hot water bill.
0: <laughs> is there still such a thing? Could just be a bill. I don't. <laughs> hey,
2: uh, neighbor. Hey, Kale. What's happening there?
1: Yeah, not much. Uh, my wife's off for uh, went to go see your mother.
2: Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: You can Take the car out. You gonna get a little uh get a little joy on? I'm not
1: gonna I'm gonna play it cool. Come on. Uh, let's get that little sixty seven Cooper howling. Yeah. I haven't done that in years. I haven't it's a mint condition. I don't want to leave the garage. Right.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, How's that yeah. making to know what a mint
1: condition looks like? Uh, <laughs> you got a point there. You got a you point got? there, Cal. <laughs> it's you not a tally it. stick, you know. <laughs> uh, what is a tally stick? What do you mean a <laughs> tally stick? Yeah, are you me? No. i challenged
0: me? No. Okay. <laughs> 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 out
1: there, like you you want to go fisticuffs. Like <laughs> my wife's out of town. No, no. It's just when I, touch, when I talk commerce, I get on my toes. Okay, great, great, great. When I hear a jelly stick, I just want to slug something. Oh, really? No, yeah.
2: no, no. It's just a form of payment. Uh, up to
1: Henry VIII. grade, I can't yeah. believe you just pushed me there. <laughs> you just pushed me, Cal. Well, with my knowledge or
3: with your hand against my shoulder? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, uh, with your knowledge there, huh?
0: With my knowledge? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, we'll how about
2: I trade to... you? I'll trade you something. Uh, something I know for something you know. Okay, great, great. <laughs> yeah, you know? Great? All right. Um, I just gave you tellistics. What do you got for me? Yeah. I got a fun fact for you. Or give me a fun fact. Uh, Springfield's the capital of Illinois. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, Who sure? knows these things? Uh, I do. You carry write that in your head? I carry around in my head. Uh. You don't know
0: when
1: there's, uh, that's going to come to good use like. Right?
3: I have um, his name. Uh, how am I supposed to trust you if you're carrying around that well, kind you're of just information? Just pointed on my chest. That's right. I pointed at you. I go to town for a weekend. You get a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing? I'm, I'm nothing. Carol, I was doing nothing. Really? Really? I, mean, I was just trading knowledge with uh, K. Cowley. Trading knowledge? <laughs> trading knowledge? <laughs> yeah. You never want to trade knowledge. <sighs>
0: Really? Yeah. <laughs> really.
3: I don't.
1: That's why I have to go out. So when you leave, I go to town and trade knowledge. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm such a dullard.
3: <laughs> I like knowledge.
4: <laughs> I hear it all the time. Women don't get the knowledge they need at home.
0: <laughs>
1: That was great, you guys. How did, how did you feel time. about it? It
5: was, it was real fun.
0: It was yeah. fun. Yeah.
1: yeah. The what what, uh, scene that we did, Charlie, where I was the uh, guy that was uh, getting you to America, mm-hmm. I did not know where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I didn't know where I was going So at. what do you do in a situation like that, besides feel bad afterwards? <laughs> That's me.
3: Um, now that we're talking about it? Uh, I probably like. Uh, I feel bad that I made a joke about my hands being weapons uh-huh. because it was a joke for real, like from that character's perspective, mm-hmm. uh, and I had no intention of using them ever as weapons. <coughs> um, but now that I wish that, that had I said it, that I just treated it as real and killed everybody that I touched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> and I loved,
1: uh, I, I loved the uh, uh, Eddie and Charlie when we did the the library scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and I felt so included when you were like, "Oh, did you? You went and did something." I, I thought it was you were doing pot in a bag, but then you defined it, and then you just kind of brought me along and said, "Did you see that?" and stuff like that, which I thought was which was, was was really fun.
4: Well, I I, I figured that uh, eventually he would. The scene. When one person would get ganged up on in the scene, mm-hmm. so I figured why don't we just gang up on Charlie? Is, is
1: that have to happen in a three person scene usually?
4: It, it happens inevitably. You know, it'll be these two against this guy, maybe then these two against this person. Inevitably, it'll someone's getting ganged up
1: on. Yeah. And I and I love just doing the scene we just did with yeah. the, with the you know the the neighbor and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. that's fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I, it was just. Uh, I like that, uh, like Susan Messing always says, you know, everything's in the timing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't matter what you say as long as you're you, there's two people saying something, sharing sharing a little something about each other back and forth. Right. Uh, I, I don't
1: remember exactly what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was fun. Yeah. And you know what I love is like you guys take these like they're, – they're like – first of all, you're all great actors. So you – and you like the whole trading knowledge thing. In lesser hands, it would it would feel like a bit. But you, since you guys are so committed and so good actors, it 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 worked beautifully, you know. And I want to say the scene that we did, where I love that, where it was you know is the kid gay and yeah, stuff like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, I,
1: you people can't ex- appreciate the emotional stuff that you were doing on this podcast. But your face was all red, and you it, huh. it was it was great. Oh,
5: thanks. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, yeah, I was. I was surprised at saying that and then you have to you have to um, you have to ground it you know and so uh, because you don't want to make that a joke Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah I'm glad we had the time to kind of play it out it felt like there were it was a charged atmosphere which was kind of you, it's it's uh, you want to let that be a little bit, you know. Let it breathe a little. Yeah, yeah. And
1: and I and I loved how you were like you, we were gonna, we experiment and you kind of you dragged it out, you know. Yeah.
5: Well, and at first I was like, shoot, you know, like I said it in such a way that uh, that would be a <laughs> thing that you would hold on to. I said it in sort of a casual way, which right. is what surprised me. And then you kind of have to like come back to it a little bit, you know. Right. Like, because really, I think that would be like a really big deal, and that person would be like more considered of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, I, yeah,
1: I wish I would have played it a little more seriously because I threw it out, and then I'm like, oh, we, your mother and I talked about it. And, yeah. You know, yeah. wish I would have handled it a little. <coughs> little. It was okay. super fun. Yeah. It was fun. So, let's, uh, anything else we want to talk about? Now, what would you guys do after a show like this? How, w- what would you say to each other?
2: We, we would probably do just what you did, what we just did right there, say all this stuff that we liked.
1: That, we But tried. it would go on for
3: four hours, right? <laughs> well, and we then we typically, we tell each other what we thought everybody else did well, yeah. and we, allow it, we let everybody in the group say their own things that they felt they did uh, not so well. And we never ever call anybody out of, like, you made a mistake, or you did something yeah. that didn't quite work out. We let people volunteer that information on their own. And we sort of just dissect. Like, there's that... That thing about working with an ensemble where we, you talk about what your intentions were, you talk about what you were trying to do at any given moment, uh, and, and just telling each other that makes us all smarter for the next time we play together. So that if an, another similar move comes up, we're much more likely to grab onto it the next time. So it's really good to, to sort of explain what our intentions were. So is there anything that we haven't
1: discussed that we need to discuss
5: as a group? About the show? Yeah. yeah. Um, felt like you had everything, you know, little fun runs. Yeah. When Run. I got to wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really uh, like that, that uh, exchange of knowledge scene because
3: yeah. you uh, were so informed by Jake's physicality, mm-hmm. which is something that registers for me after playing with Jake for so many years, that he gives so much physically yeah. that uh, the the words are uh, secondary to a lot of that info that comes from his body. Yeah.
2: I really like that you called, that you're calling that out, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, pointing that out to me of what it what it is that I'm that I was doing and mm-hmm. you know it just shows that your seeing partner you're listening to it your seeing partner and you don't know, need to invent all this stuff everything you need to just to kind of in, to have fun is right there between the two of you, you know, I wish that, I would have
1: heightened that more you know because it seemed like it was like this tension like this guy's feeling threatened and it's, it's <laughs> he's not really being threatened but he just feels that you know <laughs>
2: I couldn't tell. I, I think I came. Now, now that I think about it, I think I came in there to call back the scene between you and Bo. Yes. And then, uh, yeah. So I, I couldn't tell if you if you if you got yeah. that because you were clearly yeah. Well,
1: at first team. I did get that. Yeah. Like, okay, it was about the car, yeah. and then it was like, okay, because I, I was like, I don't want to take it out, and then this you this game about the knowledge and being threatened and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, let's let's go let's go there. Yeah. You know.
3: I looked at it from the blocking of that first scene where you were sneaking cigarettes off the that was and Jake impressive. approached you in there uh-huh. uh, but I was stuck on that side I, we needed somebody to enter from the other side to flip the, the stage on that mm-hmm. we were all stuck on the other side Eddie yeah. with his baby yeah,
1: I love that, the baby. I, what was your thought on, on that walk-on, Eddie? You know, because walk-ons people today, it, it just drives me nuts. When you see a scene, it's in a restaurant, and it's two people, and then the waiter comes in, and it becomes about the waiter. Yeah. Tell us what was going on in your head when you walked in in that smoking scene at the top when you came in with the baby. Uh,
4: balance. Uh, what do you mean by balance? Well, you had felt guilty for smoking a cigarette. Jake had come out to warn you about that, but he was cool with it was fine with it so I wanted to replace somebody that wasn't fine with it Mm -hmm. and try to find a reason why they wouldn't be and to kind of heighten that so Mm it would be more than just oh my wife doesn't like people smoking It's like oh, there's a baby in the house Mm -hmm. and uh, you're smoking on the baby
1: and the baby a lot of people didn't know was eating skittles (laughs) rainbows (laughs) yes Yes. okay so let's uh, uh, turn the lights on John really quickly and uh, let's take some questions from the audience yeah right here Ben
5: hey um I guess for all four of you, I'm curious, uh,
3: after having done the forum for so
5: long, like, what your relationship with the Herald is. Do you feel like there's more to explore there? Is it never-ending? Do you get tired of it? It seems like students want to abandon it right away and create their own thing. (laughs) I mean, I was recently, like, coaching a Herald team, and I think it's... I mean, it's super fun to do, you know, like, and I was encouraged by the fact that everybody on the team was pretty into doing it, too, you know, like, there's kind of, like, corny aspects to the Herald, namely, like, the opening, really, you know, Uh, but they were all for it, and I think we embraced that cornier stuff about it as well from the very beginning, so we had fun with that stuff, and we were constantly, like, experimenting with doing different openings, and so as long as you kind of... You know, are attempting to put your own spin on it, you know, while staying kind of true to the spirit of it. There shouldn't be any reason to feel like, uh, you know, bad about the Herald, you know.
1: Great. Uh, Right over here, Tom.
5: Hey, guys. A quick question. Have you all been teachers or coaches and
1: so forth? How are you able to translate what you've learned from New Direct for all these years to your students?
4: Anybody answer? Was part of the reason why our notes were like four hours long yeah. is because everyone was coaching and directing at one point, so everyone wanted to kind of like get their say. I didn't, but it was all like useful information. No one was just kind of like talking out of their ass or anything. It's it, it's kind of hard to kind of verbalize the like the group mind part of it. But there's specific things you can do within an ensemble within a show that lends itself to having um, just kind of loose fun, connected shows. So that's what I kind of, at least what I try to focus in on. What are those specific choices you can make within the show
2: to sure. Uh, uh I, I, I think it has something to do with those four hour notes. It's not like we do a show and then go and shoot pool and go bowling and get, get drunk and party and we'll do that too, but <laughs> I think it has something to do with that. Uh, that was that. What is that for, uh, don't go to you know in couple in like a marriage. You don't go to bed mad or something. Um, without even thinking about it, we never we never did. And so that's something for any I think group to keep in mind is if you can. The show's over, great. Now what did you like about the, the that opportunity to, to have a? What did you like about that opportunity to have a good time with your friends, entertain the audience? What What are the things you can be thankful for, uh, and, and then go home that brings
1: you back. Uh, Justin.
2: What are your thoughts about, like, the perception
4: of um, the gatekeepers for success in the Chicago improv community? Is that a thing, or
0: Yeah, uh, are, are there? Who, who are these, these who I mean, you guys
2: uh you know, trying got you the showcase and things like that, oh, and yeah. I oh. think a lot of people that are com- just now coming into improv, improv and moving to Chicago feel like they have to impress the established
3: people in order to get any real success. That's. I think that's uh, that's so uh, uh, defeating to morale as a, as a performer. I think the best thing you can do is, is work and produce things. <coughs> Just create things and then show the things that you create. That's impressive. Having completed work is impressive. Yeah. Um, not trying to get someone's attention any anybody any particular person's attention. What you want to be able to do is create the things that you love, that you're interested in, that you have a real passion yeah. for, and the people who are uh, who that appeals to are the people that will help you, yeah. right? Rather than trying to tailor something specifically to any individual or group of people yeah. to get their attention.
4: And you know, I hope that's not happening. I hope people aren't there you know, putting it out there as like, oh, you have to impress such and such and such and such or
5: alluding to that and kind of gross. well I, I think mean, go on. well in reality you know it's like we we're on the position of being young and prof- I mean I remember checking the schedule and wondering if I was going to be on it you know like I think but the quicker you can pass through that phase because it's a phase and get to that place where you're like comfortable just like hey you know what like I am good enough doing this stuff and I'm, I'm going to start making my own stuff you know like there's phases to this like the development of a performer here and so the, the quicker you can pass through that phase of worrying about the other stuff and get to that part where you're like, cool, I have, I, I've got an inkling of this voice and now I'm going to try to develop it through all this work I'm doing, the better. I don't know the secret to like doing, doing that quickly, but it will happen. You know? And it diminishes
3: the work, especially in terms of heralds, to play from a place of not screwing up in front of people who might be watching. To play to avoid failure rather than to play for success. The, the, the worlds of difference
5: between those things
1: mm-hmm. so uh, we got to wrap this up what advice each of you would you give to an improviser starting out today
4: you'll use everything you've ever learned and uh,
3: don't be a dick <laughs> yeah.
1: don't be a dick on stage and off
0: stage Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah everybody you interact with you'll interact with again and again and again, years yeah. later, months later, whatever, like down the road, the the like someone who you barely notice as an intern or something someday is going to be in a position to give you a job someday, and you don't know who that might be, and you don't want to fill the world with that junk, anyways. But you yeah. don't want to burn any bridges. Just be polite and be a professional. Um, my advice for an improviser, though, is like know yourself. First, like, what does that mean like be aware of what's going on in your mind and with your own emotions like it's it's so impossible to expect someone to come up on stage and to portray real human emotion if they're cut off from their own real human emotions and they deny those parts of themselves like m- the most fruitful preparation that i can do before any show is like what have i been feeling lately uh, and I'm going to take these three or four emotions that have been going through my life in the last few weeks. and I'm going to have them ready at hand uh, for the stage because that's what that's what I'm ready to do. Um, and if you don't have like a knowledge and you know, your own emotional awareness, you're, you're going
5: to be taking shots in the dark. Bo, mm. um, I don't know. I think you know, just have fun, you know, and play with joy. I, I don't know the, how you do that exactly, other than like you. Paying attention to you know, paying attention to what your teammates are doing, and you know, supporting that, and just being in the moment. Uh, you know, I, that's not a coherent piece of advice, other than just uh, be in the moment. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, shit, Jay. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, have have fun, uh, and, and and with with a couple of things we talked about, as uh, I'll, I'll tell anybody I'm I'm coaching to uh, write stuff down. Um, um, whether that's uh, just write something down after the show that you liked. Uh, might be some bits that, that you liked uh, just to remind you what why you do this. And hopefully it's because you like it and uh, you want to be around other people who like it. So just remind, if you write little those little things down like that, it's just a, a nice reminder of, of how positive it is. Whenever those cloudy storms of, oh, I didn't get that gig, I wanted to come rolling through and they will they always will uh, but if you always have it just written down even just that act of writing it down write it down and throw it away even um, but just that act of reminding yourself oh this is fun and there's other people that enjoy it like Bo is saying um, that's the most empowering thing from that and then uh, then you'll just dis- you'll discover what gatekeeper you need to talk to eventually once you have your work once you have once you've worked on your thing long enough you know um, you'll know where to take that. I
1: don't know who to sleep with. <laughs> Jake, Bo, Charlie, Eddie, thank you so much. The Reckoning. Check them out. Thursday night, ten thirty. the Ohio, Chicago. Uh, and then you have it another episode of Improv Nerd is in the Can. It is episode eighty six. I'm getting the numbers down right. I you know what? I was never good at math, but uh lately I, I think I've really caught on with, with getting these numbers. I want to thank all the guys from The Reckoning, and you can check them out at I.O. Chicago. Uh, go to the website. Uh, it's, it's a show really worth seeing, so check them out. Uh, also, I want to thank uh, the good people here at Stage 773. They're the people that treat us like a rock star. This is our home base. We love those guys, and as always, my producer, Ben Caprero. Without without him, you wouldn't be hearing my voice right now. He makes it sound so slick and so professional. Uh, we are uh, on Feral Audio, and we are not alone on FeralAudio.com. There's other podcasts, so check them out, like Todd Berry, Matt Dwyer, Steve Agee, Dan Harmon, Chelsea Peretti. It's just, I'm just name-dropping. That's, that's all That's all I'm doing. So check out FeralAudio.com. Uh, for more information about me and my award-winning classes, uh, The Art of Slow Comedy, and my upcoming electives in July, go to JimmyCorain.com. Uh, and also, my improv nerd blog that is going to make you a better improviser from the inside out check that out and that's also on jimmycorain.com we are on so many different things we have a Facebook page so please like it please because it helps with my uh, low self-esteem that's Improv Nerd on Facebook also Improv Nerd underscore nerd is our Twitter handle so uh, follow us on Twitter we also have a YouTube channel I mean we're, we've become a corporation overnight just just overnight so check those things out I also want to thank our sponsor the Hotel Lincoln and I want to thank you for listening. And until next time, remember: walk, don't run.
0: Jimmy's a nerd. He's a nerd. Oh yeah. Jimmy's a nerd. He's a nerd. Let's say uh, Seinfeld was, was on an
3: island, and he was blowing Boris Karloff. What would it, what would that be like? <laughs> it might go something. Like this.
0: Oh, Mr Cough, I loved you and Frankenstein,
3: and I love giving you a blow jump.
0: Why, oh, Mr Sunfeld, I'd love
3: having you